This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes, because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do. Thank you for having me so much, Professor. Um, good afternoon to everyone. My name is Kirthi Naik, and I am a native New Yorker. That's right, actually born here in Manhattan. Um, I love good company. I love ethnic food, but I'm also a passionate marketer. And I'm currently the head of marketing at BNY Mellon Wealth Management. Kirthi, it's so great to have you on the show. Question number two, what is something that makes you smile and or laugh about working in your industry? Oh, many things make me laugh um, and smile. Um, I think first and foremost, I think the things that give me pleasure are the people. Um, Exceptionally bright, probably the smartest people I have ever met in financial services marketing um, versus other sectors that I've also worked within. Very bright people there too. But I will say there's a special sauce with the folks in this industry. The other thing that makes me kind of laugh though is our passion for acronyms. Like we like saying things like TPC, TPG, everything's an acronym. And for some odd reason, we think that actually simplifies communication, which we know acronyms do not. No. It's so that especially for somebody that's just a little bit outside of the industry, it's like you're talking a whole different language. So <laughs> question number three, I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read? Uh, first of all, I, I would love a copy of that book. Uh, I, I, um, I'd like to give this a thought for a second. I think two chapters, and I'm going to base this on my experience. Um, a chapter that's about being human and driving growth. Mm-hmm. And what I think this will achieve is that you really start to dig into then the focus on the client, but you can't focus on the client without also focusing on your employees and connecting with them and getting them rallying around an initiative or a program or, or the growth of the company. And so I think those two come in hand in hand and having a secret kind of code to that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is decoding data overnight. Data is a sexy and a dirty word at the same time because data can really help solve your problems, identify opportunities, connect the dots, but then it also can help drive efficiencies and and impact. But decoding it is a very cumbersome process. And so when we could figure all of that out, well, ba-boom, that Mm. would be a great chapter in the book. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, the data, boy, that that opens up so many other opportunities to to help you make efficiencies in the organization, as you said. And and really, there's it, it, the intelligence that can come from that. But if you if you know how to use that data uh, for appropriate use, that's the that's the critical thing. So I think that's very wise. Thank you. Question number four, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I think that, you know, everything you mentioned is actually table stakes, right? Those are, those are just foundational, you know, you, could ha- you have to have all those things. But I think I've learned a lot from some pretty amazing leaders and even direct managers in my life. and. I firmly believe it's about being vulnerable and transparent. When you are transparent, you foster trust and loyalty. When you're vulnerable, you also foster deep-rooted, real relationships where, you know, no matter what you're trying to achieve, 
you'll do it for for each other. And so I do think that um, in my 20 years of experience right now, and I'm a little beyond that actually, um, I found it really valuable to be, as I call it, hashtag filterless and vulnerable and transparent. And despite this digital world, you know, and and now it's very virtual, thank you pandemic, Um, on so many fronts, I think it really comes down to us really pursuing our relationships as being human to human. And this will ultimately drive really strong work ethic, dedication, and ultimately business results as, as, um, as an outcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think what what you talk about the the trust factor there of being transparent is so so important because if there isn't trust in the organization, if there isn't trust between manager and employee, you know, it just it creates this unnecessary stress. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think I think culture informs uh, business strategy. It's not mm-hmm. the other right and in a culture that is all about clear communication and by the way we're allowed to test and learn and grow from these things right and and I have found it very beneficial to position myself not only as a leader but even if I'm a lieutenant to a leader in that fashion right that um, we need to to grow together in order to grow this company and I think that's really important And, and this goes for not only established brands, um, startups, it could be for a variety of size of companies, but it really always comes down to the brass tasks of human to human and and having um, truth on the table. Mm-hmm. Very wise. Thank you so much for sharing that. Question number five, what other business leader like yourself would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? I would love to nominate Melissa Scarry. She runs a huge division at Morgan Stanley and the work that they are just pumping out there is phenomenal. And I respect her, um, not only as a female marketing leader, but also uh, we share the fact that, um, you know, we're single moms, we've got kids, we didn't, you know, we actually share our alma mater having gone to Columbia Business School and stuff. So there's just so much um, shared moments there. And I think she would be phenomenal on the show. Oh, I look forward to uh, interviewing her. Thank you so much for that referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. Oh, well, I have had many first jobs if we go back to my real um, adolescent years, but I would have to say my job um, going from high school into college was the most interesting. I actually had two jobs at the same time. I was actually a video jockey for an Indian um, video music show on TV Asia. (laughs) And I would roam around the tri-state area um, creating silly topics and editorial topics to interview people on the street, do street polls and play music videos from Bollywood. But at the same time, I was also thinking I wanted to be a doctor. So I was a medical assistant uh, for an OBGYN and I really got in there with the doctor. Wow, those are two totally different <laughs> jobs, and I and I, I love the the how, how you described the uh, the video jockey thing, so that I could just I, I could picture that it was really a good story. Thank you for sharing that, and Kirti, thank you so much for sh- uh, being on the show. How can people find you? I am really social. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm always proactively participating in my colleagues' dialogues and. Um, when I have a breathing moment, I also like to publish my own uh, kind of point of views 
especially mm-hmm. in the world of marketing. Um, and so you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over. And the other place, of course, is always at BNY Mellon Wealth Management. Perfect. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Thank you.